recording. Pray for our sound booth person. <laughs> Was that recorded? <laughs> Praise God. So, we're going to go to the book of Luke. And what have we been talking about in this this uh, adult discipleship class for the last five weeks? Lord, teach us to pray. So we're going to go to the book of Luke 11, and chapter 1, through verse 4. Oh, yes, ma'am. Thank you, Sister Sonia. Brother Wayne, would you mind receiving the offering for Sunday school this morning? Praise God. Thank you, sir. Yes, go ahead. Thank you, Jesus, for this offering and this tithe. Lord, well, the tithe for later, but thank you for the offering. Thank you for this lesson today in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So we're going to read this scripture, and it says, And it came to pass that as he was praying in a certain place, when he ceased, one of his disciples said unto him, Lord, teach us to pray. And John, as John taught his disciples. And he said unto them, When ye pray, say, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, as in heaven, so in earth. Give us day by day our daily bread. And forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone that is indebted to us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. You can be seated this morning. Amen. And so we've been talking about this pattern of prayer that Jesus gave to his disciples. They asked him, teach us to pray. And so at the very beginning of this, I talked about the fact that we need to have a teachable spirit. Always need to have a teachable spirit. We don't ever want to get to the place where we don't think we need to be taught anything else. Where we don't think... That we, we, or we think we've got it all together. We've, we've learned every scripture and we've got every, every verse in the Bible memorized and we just know all the precepts and principles of God and we don't need to be taught anything else. That's a dangerous place. And so the disciples knew that they needed to be taught and they, and they watched Jesus praying. It said that while he, they were watching him. It doesn't say that in the words, but to me it says that they were watching him while he prayed. And they were like, wow, that is pretty awesome. I want to learn to pray like that. And so they said, Lord, teach us to pray. And so God is a God of principles and patterns. And so he said, okay, I'm going to give you the pattern for prayer. And so he gave them a pattern for prayer. And he told them to say the words, but he didn't tell them to repeat those words. As I'm sure many of us, I know I did, all through my childhood growing up, we repeated that prayer over and over and over as a religious prayer, but that's not what it was intended to be. And so we talked about those first three things in that prayer that we prayed were about God. And, and the first one was acknowledging Him as our Father and, and acknowledging that He is the Father and that He is the Creator and that He is all-powerful. He is the, the Bible says that He inhabits heaven and earth and he inhabits the praises of his people and it says that 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 he is in the heaven and the heaven of heavens and so he's everywhere he's 
He's everywhere. He's in the bar, next sitting next to the guy that's sitting at the bar stool drinking. He's there. And we don't think that sometimes, but God is there. He's everywhere. You can't go and run from God and try to run away from Him because the minute you turn around, you're running right into Him. Because He inhabits all space and all time. And that's, that's even hard for us to fathom sometimes. He inhabited time before there was such a thing as time. And when time is no more, He will still be. Because He is the I Am, the Great, the Exalted One. The Self-Existent One. So He just exists, period. End of story. And that's, that's even, I mean, that's very elementary. It's, it's just hard to fathom the awesomeness and the power of God, but He is everywhere. And so that first part is acknowledging Him as our Father. And He became a Father so that we would have somebody to look up to. Because before that, before He created man, He wasn't a Father. He was just the I Am. But He had to make Himself into, give Himself, I guess you could say, a personality so that we could relate to Him as His children. And a child relates to a father and looks up to a father. And so we look up to our father that loves us. And just because he loves us, he gives us value. If nobody else in this world values you, the fact that your heavenly father loved you enough to come down and die for you on a cross gives you value already. And that's all the value you need. And so we acknowledge him as our father. And, and the second the second part of that is, Um, see, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be your name. His name is to be lifted up above every name. At the name of Jesus Christ, every knee is going to bow and every tongue is going to confess. And there's no other name above heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. And this world wants to use his name as a curse word. And so that second part is lifting up his name. Thy kingdom come and thy will be done on the earth. As it's already been done in heaven. We are to, we are his, his agents, if you will. We are the ones that bring his will into existence. Does he need us to bring souls into the kingdom? Not really, but he set it up that way. Amen. Every one of us was brought into the church by somebody. Whether somebody praying for us, somebody giving us a track, somebody teaching us a Bible study, somebody was used by God as a vessel to bring us in. And so they were performing the will of God. And there's many things we could go on and on about the will of God for the church and the will of God for us as apostolics. But we need to pray that, and I was talking Friday about this, the tense of that prayer, if you study that out in the Greek and the Hebrew, is the tense of command. And so it's like you're saying, I command that the will of God be done in the earth. I command that His kingdom come and that His will be done as it's already been determined in heaven. I release it as it to be done in the earth. He needs us to do that. Amen? And so those first three are all about God and lifting up to Him. And the, and the last... Uh, section of that prayer is all about our, for our protection. We still need Him. Amen. For, it talks about the provision. Give us this day our daily bread. It's not just our daily sandwich bread. But it's about our provision. It's about the things that the church needs. It's about the things that the kingdom needs. 
It's about, you know, when I pray this prayer, I pray that God release finances into the missionaries' hands because every country in this world, the, the monetary value is different than the United States. And so sometimes what, what might be worth a dollar here is not worth 50 cents in Japan or someplace because of the monetary system. And so they lose a lot of money. So I just pray that God will release the money that they need to do what they need to do to print things and to do the things they need to do to, and release buildings and vehicles and, and situations and, and that God will send them laborers into the kingdom, that God will release these, these supplies. I likened it to an army with a supply line. As long as the supply line is flowing and there's food and there's things coming into the soldiers, they can fight and they can do the battle. But when, when the enemy can cut the supply line off, that was what a lot what happened in World War II. They were cutting off supply lines for the Germans or they were cutting our supply lines off. They're trying to cut us off from, from the source of the things that we needed to, to do the battle. And, amen. And so, We've got to pray for that, and and we've got to pray, as as that prayer said, forgiving us our debts, forgiving us our sins, as we forgive those who have sinned against us. There's a lot there. You could you could stay right there on that one little part of that prayer and pray probably for who knows how long, just on the added on the whole idea of forgiveness. Amen. Because I don't want there to be any unforgiveness in my heart. Because unforgiveness will keep me, it'll, it'll give the enemy a, a foot in the door and allow there to be bitterness in my spirit and I won't be useful at all for the kingdom. So we, those are, that's why he gave those principles and those patterns for us to pray because these were the key things that we needed. Amen? And it, and, and then it goes on to say, um, deliver us from evil. Don't let the evil one seduce us and cause us to be to be sucked into his plan, his ideas. Amen. And so we've got to be watchful. And so we've got to pray for God's protection in these areas. Amen. And it's in Matthew six thirteen it says, And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And then the last part there, if you notice it starts out with lifting up God. It starts out with magnifying God. And then at the end of this prayer, it goes right back to acknowledging God. As he is the one that's in control of this. Yes, we have a pastor and his wife. Yes, we have presbyters. Yes, we have district superintendents. Yes, we have leadership. But God is ultimately in control of all of it. And we are just as his stewards, his under shepherds, if you will, in the case of Brother Parker, that are doing the will of God and presenting the food to the people, basically. And so it goes on at the end of this, in verse 13 of Matthew chapter 6, says, For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. So as a conclusion to the Lord's instructions of our... For our prayer, for the prayer for the disciples, for the pattern for us, it makes perfect sense because it reminds us that before we finish our prayer, we should confess our motives and make sure that they are not selfish and all about us. Because that's what this last part is really all about. And we need to give glory to God in advance for His hearing and honoring our heartfelt and sincere prayers. Amen? It does us no good to pray any all of this if we don't believe it. We gotta believe it. We gotta believe it. We gotta get a vision and see that person at this altar praying and weeping tears. We gotta see the thing that we're asking him for. Amen. 
And that word for, where it says, for thine is the kingdom, is after the colon. Because it says, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, colon. And so whatever usually comes after a colon explains what's before the colon. And so here that word for after the colon is saying, for this reason, and this is the reason why I'm giving you this pattern. Here's the reason I want you to pray this way. It's all about the kingdom of God. Here's why I want you to pray all this. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory. It's all about his kingdom. His, he is the king and he is, and he has all the kingship, all the rule and all the authority and all the dominion over all of the territory that falls under his kingship. So he's the king. He's the one. He is over all authority. He's over the authority that's over this city, the mayor and the governor of this state and the governor of every state. And he is the authority that is really over the president of the United States and the Congress. And they are simply using, this is my opinion, they are using his authority. Because what did Jesus say? All power and authority is given unto me in heaven and earth. And so if all the power and authority belongs to him, then if we're using it, Authority, we are just borrowing it from Him. So we've got to use His authority wisely. It's His. Matthew twenty-eight eighteen says, And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and earth. Barnes notes on Matthew six thirteen says, Thine is the kingdom. It means that, that, that this, thine is the reign or dominion. Thou hast control over all these things and canst... So order them as to answer these petitions. Amen? There's several instances where men of God prayed and God stopped whatever it was he was doing. Or men of God prayed and God stopped the rain for seven and a half years. Or men of God prayed and, and, and turned the judgment of God. Amen? And so our prayers are powerful. They are powerful. And so that, that last sentence in that verse, once again, says, For thine is the kingdom. And then it goes on to say, For thine is the power. And that word power, the complete word study dictionary says it's dunamis, for the, from dunamai, and it means to be able, power, especially achieving power. All words derived from the stem duna have the meaning of being able or capable. All of the capability that we need in our lives and for the kingdom of God is in Him. We cannot do this without Him. Amen? Ephesians 3 and 20 says, Now unto him that is able, and that word able is actually, in the Greek, is the word dunamai. How about that? He that has all the power... Now unto him that has all the power to do exceeding abundantly above all that we, like the child asking a parent, ask or think. Anybody ever, you've had a child. Anybody had a child come up to you and they, they come up to you asking for something when they're little. And they're expecting you to say yes. I want that piece of candy, mommy. Give it to me now. And they don't expect no. Because their faith is such that they believe that you're going to give them what they're asking for. Because you did the last time. And even if you didn't, they're still believing, well, they didn't mean no last time. I'm going to ask again. <laughs> right? And so that's how we go to our Father. We believe Him for, 
for the thing that we're asking for if it's not in vain, if it's not to, to heap it upon ourselves. Amen? According to the power that worketh in us, that is operative in us. What is that power? The power of the Holy Ghost. Unto Him be all glory in the church by Jesus Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end. Amen. You know, there were people 40 years ago that imagined us talking on small little handheld devices like those little communicators on Star Trek, if anybody ever watched Star Trek. Right? Today we all have these little smartphones that's like a little computer that acts like a phone, really. It's not even a phone. It's a computer that has a function that works as a phone. Because I can go to the web. I can live, I can see stuff live happening right now. Sister Bell can attest to that. She watched these services live. Amen. And so we've come to that day, and people in that day thought that was just a pipe dream. Oh, that'll never happen. That's just stuff in Hollywood. They could just do that stuff on Star Trek. We don't, we'll never do that. Here we are in that day. Amen. You can see news happening right now around the world. The moment that is happening. Amen. And so that last part there says, For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory. Amen. Glory in Thayer's dictionary says, Opinion, judgment, view, estimate, whether good or bad concerning someone. Uh, in the Vines Dictionary, it says, primarily signifies an opinion, estimate, or and hence the honor resulting from a, a good opinion. It is used of the nature of the acts of God in self-manifestation, i.e. what he has essentially is and does and exhibited in whatever way he reveals himself in these respects, and particularly in the person of Christ in whom essentially his glory has ever shown forth and ever will do. So, Glory is really the bragging rights. It's the boasting. Amen. What does the Bible say? If you're going to boast in anything, boast in the Lord. Amen. All of the glory and all the praise and all the honor belongs to Him. It's all due to Him. If, if we receive glory, we're not supposed to receive that glory. We're supposed to turn it up to Him. And so that's what the end of this is saying. In all of this pattern of prayer that I've given you, at the end of your prayer, you make sure and acknowledge Three things. The kingdom is mine. The power is mine. And the glory is mine. Amen. Which leads you right into Matthew 15 and 5, doesn't it? For without me, ye can do nothing. Can we do anything without? Sure we can. But really, if you think about it, are we really doing it without God? Because if you think about it, He's the one giving you the breath in your body every day. Every every inhale and exhale that you've done since you've been in this building, He's given it to you and me. If He chooses to take our life right now, if one of us just fell over in the middle of the pew and died, that would be. if God chose that to be your time to go, that would be your time to go. We can do all the CPR we want, but if God says it's your time, it's your time. So He controls the wind and the waves, and we, we like to say that, but he also controls our life if we let him. Amen. And so it goes on to the end of that, and it says, For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. And any of you ladies that went to ladies' retreat, you already know about the amen. <laughs> I'm not preaching anything to you all. And if you haven't heard that, you need to go find that and, and hear it. That, who, who taught that? Sister Vanny Marshall? About the amen? Oh, 
Sister Melanie Shock. I got to hear that. I haven't heard it yet. Amen. Amen. And the Vines Expository Greek Dictionary means is, is translated from the Hebrew in both Greek and English. Thus, amen said by God says, it is and it shall be so. And by man it means, so let it be. So, once in the New Testament, amen is a title for Christ. In Revelations 3.14 it says, because through him the purposes of God are established. Um, I missed something there. For all the promises of God, Second Corinthians one and twenty, are in Him are yea, and in Him, Amen, and under the glory of God by us. It's all under the glory of God. The individuals also said also, Amen, express to express His let it be so in response to the divine. Thus shall it be. So, Amen means thus shall it be. If God's saying it, it means that, let it be so. If we're saying it. So if we believe that what God is saying is true and we say, Amen, we're saying, let that be so in my life. Amen. It is a word expressing consent or strong approbation. A word of strong positive affirmation. It means verily, certainly, so be it. So those places in the New Testament where Jesus said verily, verily, he was saying, Amen, Amen. It's the same word. So this pattern for praying starts and ends with the specific acknowledgement that our Heavenly Father is in heaven. And that He is the I Am, the self-existent one. And that He is over all things, past, present, and future. He is the beginning and the ending. He is the first and the last. We are to acknowledge that His name is to be praised and magnified and exalted in heaven and in earth. There is no other name by which we must be saved. Every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. We acknowledge that, that it is His kingdom that, that must come and that it is His will that must be done. He gave us uh, a will and a freedom and an ability to choose to follow Him and to be saved. Beyond that, our will doesn't matter anymore. If we pray that thy will, not my will be done, that's what you're saying. My will doesn't matter. What I want doesn't matter. Amen? The instructions that were given us, uh, to us and to his disciples then and, and as is now are very specific. We are praying in cooperation with him. We're not just praying outside of him because he's given us the pattern. So we're following his pattern. We're praying in cooperation with him and for what he wants to accomplish and desires to accomplish in the earth. Amen? I believe a lot of prayer went up. A lot of fasting and prayer went up before they set up that youth congress. Because I say that because there was a lot of results that I don't even think that those that set that up expected. The results that they got out of that. And, and the results that they are getting are far beyond what they can imagine or think. I guarantee you that there are young men and young ladies that God is moving into ministries that they never thought they would ever go into. All because somebody prayed. Amen. we got to pray according to the pattern. Amen. And so, it's about 10 o'clock. So, you know, I, I was thinking about this this lesson and uh, I was thinking about um, when I was in the military, They, one of the things that they taught us how to do was how to shoot an M16. But they didn't just pull out an M16 and hand it to us and say, here, go shoot this. 
we spent a lot of time in a classroom sitting behind a desk with a guy on a chalkboard. Anybody know what a chalkboard is? <laughs> some people today don't. <laughs> There's still some out in some of the schools, believe it or not. But they taught us about every aspect of that weapon, Brother Terry. They taught us how to take it apart, what every part was, what it did. They taught us how to sight it in. They taught us on on the board or on paper how to zero that weapon. All of the facts and the details about that weapon, we were taught books, book knowledge first. All right? And then they were they handed us a weapon, and then we had to take it apart and put it back together. And we had to take it apart and put it back together. And we had to take it apart and put it back together so we knew where every part went. And they walked around watching everybody do it. And then we had to go go learn how we, we actually got to go out to the range finally, weeks and weeks later. After all this head knowledge, they took us out to the range and they issued us our weapon. And they gave us some rounds and they said, here you go, you're going to zero your weapon. Amen? So we got to do the thing that we were taught on paper. It all looked great on paper, but until we put our hands on it and did it, it wasn't very good knowledge. I mean, you could lose that if you didn't do it, right? So we got to zero it. Then we got to go out there and actually qualify and use that sighting in that we did. We got to use all those principles that, that we were taught to become an expert, hopefully, Everybody wanted to shoot expert, 40 out of 40, right? Well, we all fell between 28 and 40 somewhere, amen? But we were at least out there doing it. And so that's what I believe that I just feel like God wanted me to do this morning was to, we've spent the last five weeks talking about all this stuff, this pattern of prayer, but what good would it be if I didn't give us all an opportunity to exercise it and to do it. Because I don't know if everybody's prayed this prayer. I know when God started dealing with me about this, it changed the way I pray. And I find myself like, because I have to get up in the morning, and then I, there's a certain period of time where I have to stop and, and work. Because, I, because of what I do, I work in my home, but I still have to stop and start my work. I can't not work. Because if you don't work, you don't eat. But, you know, and it's called sweat equity. And like like, like uh, Henry Ford said about being lucky, it, the more you sweat, the luckier you get. And so, but I have this period of time where I specifically set it aside for me and Jesus, and I pray. And I try my best to use this pattern to pray. And I find myself getting to the end of my hour or so, which I really don't put a time limit on it. If, if it was up to me, I wouldn't put a time limit on it. But I find myself running out of time before I run out of stuff to pray for, which is a good thing. So then I have to kind of intersperse the rest of my prayer in between making phone calls and doing all the things i got to do. And I just pray all day. So I said all that to say I, I think for probably the next six, seven minutes, or so that we need to just to to do this, amen. And so we're just going to pray, and we're going to pray according to this pattern. So let's just—I don't know if you want to find a place to pray, if you want to walk and pray, if you want to sit and pray, 
or whatever it is that you want to do. It doesn't matter to me. Sometimes I sit in my big chair. Sometimes I kneel down on my face. Just whatever I feel led to do. So let's let's just, I know this is kind of odd and kind of different, and this is not what you were expecting. (laughs) Amen. But I just believe that we need to exercise this, and I believe God's going to honor it. Amen. So let's pray. Father, we love you today. Let's honor him. Our Father, which art in heaven, Lord, we love you. We know you, that you are our great God. You are the great king. You are the great healer and deliverer. You are the one that created us. You are the one that came down off the, from, from your kingdom and from your throne and put yourself on a cross for us, Lord. And we acknowledge you as our Father today. We acknowledge you as, a, as the Lord of our life. We acknowledge you as the one that we adore, the one that we trust in, the one that we lean on and depend on. We acknowledge you as our Father today, and we thank you for being our Father. We thank you for loving us, Father. We thank you for ministering into our lives. We thank you for being there as our Father, that we can turn to you in a time of need or at any time, Lord. We give you praise and glory in Jesus' name, Father. You are the Father in heaven, Lord Jesus. You are in the heaven and the heaven of heavens. You inhabit all space and time, Lord. Father, we acknowledge you. We acknowledge your power and your glory and your presence, O oh God, in this place. In the name of Jesus, hallowed be your name, Lord. Hallowed be your name. We command that your name be hallowed, Lord. We command that this world would hallow your name, Lord. That out of the mouths of those that would use your name as a curse word in the name of Jesus, that you would cause there to be conviction in their lives, O oh God. That, that you would stop the mouths of those that, that use your name, O oh God, as a foul word and a curse word in the name of Jesus, and that you would give them conviction to honor your name today, Father. We acknowledge your name. We thank you for your name, for the power that's in your name, Father. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Thy kingdom come today, Father. We command that your kingdom come into this earth, Lord. You have brought your kingdom into this world through the Holy Ghost that you have put in each one of us today, Lord Jesus. You have given us your kingdom. Lord Jesus, the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. And so living inside of us, Lord, is is your kingdom, and Lord, and we are your vessels. We are the ones that bring your kingdom into a lost world, Lord Jesus. And so we pray that your kingdom would come in this earth through your people today, through your vessels, O God, that you've chosen. That your kingdom would come and that your will would be done, O God, in this earth today as, as it's already been done in the heavens, O God. Your will has already been accomplished. You know the end from the beginning, God. You know the end from the beginning and the beginning from the ending, Lord Jesus. You know all things. You know, Lord Jesus, the results of every circumstance and situation. Nothing surprises you, God, in the name of Jesus. And so we pray your will to be done and your kingdom to come in this earth, Lord Jesus, right now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. On this earth as it's already been done, your will has already been done, Lord. We just pray it into existence right now. Lord, your will it's your will for this city to be one. It's your will for this building to be full. It's your will, God. Hallelujah. For backsliders to come back into the kingdom. It's your will today, Father. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. It's your will for so many things. If we would just pray your will into existence. We bind every devil and every spirit and every demon that would upset and try to stand in the way of your will, Lord Jesus. And we take authority and dominion over every demon and every devil and every spirit. In the name of Jesus. In the name 
name of Jesus. Give us this day, Father, our daily bread. Give us, O God, the church, your people, Lord, the daily provision that they need. Give us, O God, everything that we need, buildings and and finances, O God, and soul winners, O God. Send unto us laborers, O God, into this field. Send unto us laborers from these colleges and universities. Send to us, O God, all that we need. Take the money, O God, that this world is using for its ill-gotten gain, Lord Jesus, and turn that those finances over to the kingdom in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, we release it into the Lord, into the church today. All that we need, we we bind the devourer, Lord, that is trying to hold up the supply line to your church and to your people, Lord. We we bind the devourer for the sake of the church, for the sake of your people, Lord, in the lives of each individual today, Lord Jesus. Forgive us our sins and our debts and our trespasses, Lord. Forgive us today. Forgive us, O God. Forgive us for the things that we did, that we do, that we shouldn't do. And forgive us for the things that we don't do, that we should be doing and should be saying, O God. Forgive us, Lord, as we forgive, O God, that you would give us your mercy, the same mercy and grace that you extend towards us when we come to you, Lord Jesus, repenting and asking for your forgiveness. We pray, Lord, that you would give us that same mercy, that we would extend that same mercy towards those, O God, around us that have offended us, those that have spoken ill against us, that you would cause us to keep coals of fire upon their heads, O God, that you would cause us to love our enemies and love those that persecute us and despitefully use us. Give us that spirit of forgiveness that is in you, Father, when we come to you, Lord Jesus. We get, we pray that you Lord Jesus, that you would forgive us as we forgive those, Lord, and God, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus right now, lead us not, O God. Don't allow your church, don't allow your people to be led, misled, and led astray by the enemy, Lord Jesus. Cause us to be wise to his entreaties, to be wise, O God. Cause us, O God, hallelujah, to be aware of the enemy, Lord, that is around us, aware of his entreaties, aware of his tactics, O God, in the name of Jesus. Lead us not into the temptation of the enemy, Lord Jesus, but deliver us from every evil work, every evil thought, every evil imagination. Deliver us, O God, from the wicked one, in the name of Jesus, in every subtle way that he would try to work in our lives, in the name of Jesus. And we pray that for for your, it is your kingdom, Lord Jesus. It's your kingdom. It's your kingdom. It's your kingdom, Father. It's not our kingdom. It's not the devil's kingdom. The kingdom is yours, Father. And all the power, Lord Jesus, all of the authority belongs to you, Lord. You have all authority and power in heaven and earth. You have all authority and power in heaven and earth today, Father. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, we release your authority and power and dominion, O God, over every demon, over every devil, over every situation, Lord Jesus. You you are able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask or think. If we'll just exercise the dominion and authority that is in us and through us, O God. Lord Jesus, for thine is the kingdom, the power, and all the glory belongs to you, Father. All of the glory, all of the praise, all of the honor, all of the bragging belongs to you, Lord Jesus. We boast in you, Lord, for without you we can do nothing today. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, Jesus, and we say amen to all of this, Father. We say amen to all this. We thank you, Father. Let's worship him right now. Father, we love you. We praise you. We honor you. We bless you, Lord Jesus. We thank you for this lesson. We thank you for this time, Lord Jesus. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much today, Father. We are availing much today by our faith, O God. We are availing much today, O God, by the exercise of this prayer, Lord Jesus. And you're going to show yourself mighty. You're going to show yourself wonderful and great in all these things.
things, O oh God. We pray in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, hallelujah. We love you. Let's just love him for a moment. Hallelujah. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Jesus, Jesus. You can go ahead and stop the recording.